Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... As always, Stephen Bagliacco. And... Anthony Galati, hi. And we have a very special guest today. Very special. In fact, the first voice you hear on the show every episode is not one of us. No, it's not. It is actually the man sitting next to us, one of my best friends, uh, Patrick the P-Man Curly. I have been on every single episode of this show. Would not exist if it wasn't for me. <laughs> Unwillingly. Simple as that. It's actually simple as true. That. Yeah. Unwillingly true. on the show. 100%. Yeah. 100%. How do you feel about that? Does it make you feel good? Uh, I I think <laughs> I rather pro- I, I think my presence on the show in the beginning for 90 seconds without my face not being on camera. <laughs> I prefer that. I prefer to to just be a sound bite in the beginning that's we audible, we I'll get a shocking get. amount of questions about that fucking song. Yes, yeah. like, it's a banger. It the really is. is. <laughs> it it is rocks. Do you guys play the full song, or do you only get the first? Half? Most of it. No, so the so full it, song plays. You get like the first thirty seconds, and then at the yeah, end yeah, you, get you get the, the last outro. minute. Oh, so you get the, the, the whole experience. We get the you, you get song? them coming and going. Yeah, okay, good. You, you are the last. You are the first <laughs> word and the last word. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Anyone who's known me a long enough time to know, anytime I'm in a room, I'm always the last one. So that's 100%. You know what? This is very fitting. So I send you the messages sometimes when people will contact me and be like, I love the P-Man. Yes. I love that song. What do you think when you get those messages? I, this has happened like a lot of times. This yeah. has literally been probably every other week I get a screenshot from Brian of a guy being like, where can I get the rest of that song? Is there, is there more to it? Is it really only 90 seconds? Yes, it's only 90 seconds. Uh, you can't do. Genius needs to come and go in short spurts and bursts. You can't take something like that. That's why I tell my wife magnet. in our relations. Well, yeah. I'm the kind of guy who, no matter what I'm doing, 90 seconds is the max I can last anyway. So that's the reason why the song is That's only fair. I'm impressed. That. Yeah. 90 seconds, 90 seconds good is good. Yeah. Yeah, your make, claim to musical make. fame is is that is yeah it's yeah. true yes the does it do, is it off putting that that's the most popular thing you've ever created? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think at this point, that how many full length albums have you like created <laughs> that are released? We, we've released two full length albums. There's a third one that never got released that was recorded in 2016 or 15, maybe 14 actually. Oh, it's probably 14. It's been a while. Yeah, never even came out. So that album was recorded. And never released because we realized nobody gave a fuck about it. So we you just, just gave like, up. Why even? Why even waste the time? It cost a tremendous amount of money to produce that album, Anima. Yeah. You know, some may say it was such a financial misstep that it even could have led to multiple people's bankruptcy. What some band is say, that? Some may say. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of this the name band? Of the band is Theater of the Absurd. That is the name of the band. And, and can they find your music somewhere, Pat? Yeah, you, we are on Amazon. We are on Apple iTunes. We're on every single streaming thing. Uh, we have an album on there and an EP. So from the thing that we recorded that cost an extravagant amount of money to, to produce, because we obviously needed a string quartet and like 10 <laughs> guest musicians. We needed to be recorded in the same studio. Two guys in the band, by the way. Two guys in the yeah. band, string quartet, 10 guest musicians, recorded in the studio and mixed and mastered by renowned people. The dude who recorded us in Brooklyn was has a platinum record on the wall. Didn't for he record John Cynic? Legend. John Legend. John Legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course we needed that for a band that had 20 fans. Uh, <laughs> it only makes sense think, uh, to go the full, the full way. We need to preface this because the listeners are like, wow, he has a band and it's stuff like the P-Men. 
It's not the P Man. It's not the P Man. That's not yeah. the music. If it was playing. the P Man, you would have went platinum, it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I think I'm. Uh, that was your financial misstep. Yeah. Well, the, as far as I know, this pod clearly has a million listeners a week, so I'd be going <laughs> platinum multiple times. I do. I have drafted a lawsuit against the pod <laughs> for the, re- the lack of monetization of my of my P Man. Yeah, when we monetize the show, we I'm suing immediately. What so was it written uh, for? It wasn't written for the show, obviously. What was it written for? So my brother. His self exploration. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote the P-Man as a vanity project because we just knew it was so good. Sure, no. yeah. So Brian commissioned my brother to record multiple songs for Brian's vanity project. Speaking of vanity projects. Yeah. So Brian, as everyone knows, because he says that at the beginning of the show, is yep. a filmmaker or was a filmmaker. I'm not sure what he characterizes himself anymore. He as. calls himself a filmmaker. It's like... Uh, we call it. it, it it's like George Bush saying, "I'm the president." Okay, you know? <laughs> I record shit regularly. I'm constantly working on film projects. Yeah. But you're not making them. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Well, you he. So you're. I think George Bush was the president more recently than Brian was a filmmaker. Now that I'm thinking about it. No, I, I, I was in the Obama administration. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Well, he Although, commissioned you for the movie, The Uninvited Guest, right? Well, that was the first commission, but I don't think the P-Man was for that. That was for your projects when you were in film school. No, P-Man was in Uninvited Guest. It was in The Uninvited yes. Guest. Yes. Okay. It's, in, it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer, and it's in the yes. comic book scene. It's, yeah, yeah, it's in the back. That's our scene, oh, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's <laughs> the first time me and Ant were introduced <laughs> to the world of uh, Beaver Brain Productions. That's, well, if, do we have to censor Brain. that out? Is that no. something that's cut out? <laughs> no. It's Beaver Brain disgusting? Productions. Yeah, no, well, What's the canon? What's the lore behind like your 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 friendship? Do you guys like have like a story? Like does the fan? Well, yeah, we're not this? friends. <laughs> well, that's they true. they tell everyone that they like each other. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's the How invested is the pod's fan base in like your personal Our relationships? Lives. Um, I mean, we're, they know we're three best friends, and they know a decent amount. Do they? I don't think they know much about the inner workings of that film. Like we never really dived into okay. that, and the what, but they do know we used to do shorts and stuff like that together, the three of us, and you've been included in some of them as well. So they do have a background of it, but okay. I wouldn't say extensive knowledge. Oh, you were Leif Erickson. I was you were. Leif Erickson. Yeah. I yeah. made a few of these. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were in some shorts. I was in the during f- the feature. I was in the feature. Me and yeah. Anthony were in the same scene in the feature, and yeah. apparently the he P-Man did your was music playing. video. He did. <laughs> yeah, music so like, video. you're very interconnected yeah. in the world. You know, which like, yeah. you. the music video is definitely out of anything relating to my band outside of the P Man, which is not my band. So to put that out there, but it's <laughs> obviously a work of creative art magic. <laughs> uh, the music video was the only thing that my band ever did that had more than like 50 people actually listen to it. So <laughs> that was, thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not the worst director in the world. It came out good. It was a good music video. It came video. out good. Yeah. It was a good music I liked video. It. Theater of the Absurd, Rising Tides in Still Water. Check yeah. that out. It's a good song. Graviton Records. Graviton Records was the record label that did release that album. Um, they kind of sucked. <laughs> I'll put that on record, <laughs> which is the reason why we didn't release the second album with them. And the, the last album never never went anywhere. Never, mm-hmm. never got released. So, so I was wondering, uh, do you think you could walk us through the lyrics of the P-Man? Yeah, I actually think I can remember all of them from, from memory. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. And do you remember, like what, <laughs> do you remember like what the song is kind of about? Yeah, it's about me. It's about a man's struggle. It's about. <laughs> it's really actually. It's the. It's the epitome of an individual's existential crisis, really, because you're, you're looking at a situation in which a man, a gentleman, is asking not just himself, mm-hmm. but the deep 
chasms of the world, staring into the unending abyss of the world and asking, am I this? And then coming to an incredible determination at the end, I am this. This is what I am. I am the P-Man. So, uh, incredibly existential song. Very it, it has some deep meaning to it. Does, it does, it's, yeah. it's coming to grips with your own self. Yeah. Very it's, impressive. It's um, It's very Nietzsche, right? Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. It's Nietzsche and its machinations for sure. Um, I do. I read a lot of Jung before. Before I wrote the lyrics on you that to get one. The poetry down. I had to go very deep into late 1800s yeah. you know, psychology sure. to, to kind of get into the vibe to write that. Um, there was certainly a bit of method acting as far as the performance itself. If you listen to the song, the vocalizations, you can hear the pain. You can hear the pain mm. in the man's voice. Would you ever Me being the man, be against playing that live? Um, like if we did a live <laughs> and we were like, we're going to have Pat perform P-Man. Uh, Would that be on the table? I, well... We'll get a full orchestra. <laughs> it's a, okay, now we're talking my language. Ten, yeah. ten piece. If it's like at least $60,000 of wasted production, then sure. Definitely. For, for a minute, 30 yeah. seconds of the if there's like, If there isn't like resulting chapter seven bankruptcies coming from, you know, from the, the actual performance, then I'm not sure I can partake of that. All right, and, and one other thing. So me and you were roommates for three or four years? Yeah. Four years. Do you have any uh, funny, embarrassing roommate stories about me you would like to oh, share? Oh, tell them about the milk. So many. So many. The milk. The milk. Tell them about the milk in the sink. Okay. We have I don't even remember the milk. <laughs> I was going to go with I thought you were going to go with the meat. I was going to go with the meat. The meat is the But you got to go with the milk because even I don't know what it is now. So there was a scenario in which <laughs> Ryan had, you know, Made a few meals, prepared some meals, utilized some dishes, <laughs> piled them into the sink in a period of time where I wasn't like, I may have been away for like a day or two or something. And I come home. And what do I come home to? A rather foul stench from the sink. And when I look in this pile of dishes that Brian left in the sink, there was a bowl of milk. Likely, this man couldn't even drain the milk from your cereal bowl. And it was just in the sink. You lazy And it was completely back. curdled and spoiled beyond belief to the point where it like was like visibly... Like congealed. It was, it was congealed. It was like... There was it's a mob. curd. It's there was, curd. Yes, it was essentially curd. And a mob... It was despicable. It was did you clean bad. it? Or did you make him clean it? Did what? you dump it on his bed? I wish I did that. Uh, he wouldn't have noticed. I can't remember who cleaned it. I don't think it was. I don't remember this story. Yeah, this is... this is. A, you this must is have a, cleaned it and never brought it up. I remember he called me right after and yes. was furious. <laughs> I never heard this, so you must have cleaned it and then just bitched to Anthony. And that's how it happened. Yeah. I had to, so... The meat story is the one I was hoping you would go with. Well, like, as he brought up the milk story, there was... You also had a roommate at the time. Yes, we I had, did. We had commiserations. We, right, that's on, that's why. We would often complain about our respective roommates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which are all in the friend group. We're all, yes. like, consistently seeing each other at this point. Yes. So, um, um, the milk, the, the ground beef was legendary moment. You know, Brian had purchased some ground, ground chuck. And utilize half of the beef. And normally, look, not a big deal. You utilize half the beef. Obviously, you want to freeze the remainder for, you know, future wrap utilization. Up, yeah. Wrap it up. Wrap up your meat. That's yeah. something I can recommend to everybody. Um, <laughs> takes the ground beef. Does not transfer it to any bag or saran wrap or anything. 
and just puts it in the freezer. <laughs> just, just open, open exposed, gr- open raw junk meat in the fucking freezer. <laughs> it's cold. It's preserved. Why would you do that? Cross contamination city you all day long. Such an ass. Did I did I put it on a lower shelf at least? Was it a lower rack? Why did you think that was okay? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? It's meat. You're such. An it's ass. cold. It's a freezer. So dumb. <laughs> Who are you, Bill the Butcher? Do you have fucking pigs hanging in your back room? Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Going <laughs> <Boy>, no <shit. laughs> Um, Do you remember when he told us he didn't know how to boil water? Historical. Yes. No, he yeah. knew how. But he, he uh, said he it, said it took him long. like 40 minutes to yes, boil yeah. water. And I was like, Brian, yeah. it should only like, take what are you, you doing? five. Do you remember that time? <laughs> He's got a sterno under a giant <laughs> No, he puts, it on a, he puts it on a fucking flat top, and he just waits. <laughs> this other one is a good one. Do you remember this one? We, when we moved in together, we had like essentially nothing. Yeah. So we obviously had to buy a bunch of bullshit, like pots, pans. Yeah. We bought a pasta pot that I actually still use I don't, know if, I don't know if it's the exact same one, but I still use the same model of pasta pot. <laughs> one night, Brian was making pasta. I believe it was mac and cheese. I think it was like Velveeta sure. or Kraft mac and cheese. Velveeta probably. Boil Velveeta. some water. Too yeah. many ingredients for me yeah. with the <laughs> other. <laughs> so he makes the mac and cheese. He successfully is able to get the water hot enough Amazing. to actually cook the pasta. Proud of Huge accomplishment. Which is yeah. something I was personally proud of him for being able to do. <laughs> The way the pasta pot works is you take a lid, you tighten the lid, mm-hmm. and then it has a strainer built into it, and you shred. You know what I'm going with the story? Yes, Because yes. I remember you screaming and raging like a maniac for like 20 minutes. <laughs> he finally gets this pasta. He goes, turns it over into the sink, the lid pops off, all the fucking Velveeta goes right into the sink. The whole Velveeta flops right into the sink. His only life achievement ruined. <laughs> I was raging. <laughs> this whole thing is off. All the sick dumps the whole friggin' thing of pasta, and he's just screaming. And, like, look, me and Brian, when we lived together, it was just, like, two fucking, like, 25-year-old dudes or whatever. We used to walk around the house, like, fat dudes in our underwear. This fucking two-bedroom apartment in Staten Island. And I'm, like, sitting on the couch, probably, like, playing, like, Chell or something, playing a game, and I just hear this guy who's probably like shirtless walking around the kitchen. Screaming. You guys were always in your underwear. Yeah. No, underwear. Yeah. It was really it's homoerotic. Yeah. It was yeah. homoerotic. It, 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 was, it was Alexander and fucking Feistian. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did tuck you in at night sometimes. You did tuck me in at night, which was good. And I needed that. I needed that. I like to that think warmth. that training is helped prepare me for my daughter mm. and like swaddling her. I get really good <laughs> swaddles on the baby. And I'm like, yeah. this is how what I learned from Pat. <laughs> do you love him? That's yeah. Brian. Swaddle a 240 pound man, you should be able to do a nine pound baby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's some uh we had some trials and tribulations. Do you remember uh this is I think the last Thanksgiving we were living together, you were cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I was in the living room, and you and your uh, girlfriend, you were cooking. And out of nowhere, you go, fuck! And you spilled gravy and turkey fat all over the entire kitchen floor. And it was going, like, everywhere. (laughs) Yes. I had an 18-pound turkey in a brining bag. And I was brining the turkey. And the bag popped open from the bottom of <laughs> the turkey, along with like 20 gallons of brine water in this big ass. It was like a big garbage bag. It's, yeah. you. <laughs> like, it's you two just learning how to live. Pops open this completely 
poultry contaminated water. <laughs> Gallons of it flows out all over our floors, all over the kitchen, all over the living room. It's just everywhere. Everything. It's just fucking contaminated poultry water all over the place. My turkey's fucked. The whole brine is wasted. Like my family is relying on me to be able to buy turkey for Thanksgiving dinner. I, I ruined Thanksgiving dinner. I ruined our floors. Probably got salmonella from everybody. Probably got salmonella from that. No. And and real quick, what was what the, did you did you clean? Did you help? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even help. No, yeah. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Regular like, day. He like put his legs up so his feet wouldn't touch the <laughs> and we just cleaned around him. He, he wasn't trying it. He was giving a little taste. No, yeah, he didn't. He didn't give it a try. Right? <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, God. Well, we brought you here for a reason. Yeah. So year a year or two ago, like when we first started the show, you recommended the movie Six Days to me. Yes, yes. you were like, it's a pretty cool movie. Yep. And I was like, okay. And I kept it in my head. And you know, we've been doing the show a while now. I was like, you know what? Let's get Pat on and expand yep. the cast of the show. Sure. A guy we could pull on for all sorts of special events. Yes. Right. Uh, I want you to be our Sunday Jeff. How does that feel? Tell him Steve I, Dave listeners will know. I am a. Uh, Sounds like a no, but it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I could fill the lofty shoes of a guy whose nickname is a day of the week. Mm. <laughs> that seems to be That's beyond my, right, right. my capabilities as a man. You but, are the uh, P-Man, though. I am the P-Man. I am the P-Man. <laughs> Amongst many other nicknames I've had over the years, but P-Man is clearly one that's going to stick now from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Six Days. So, what made you watch Six Days for the first time? What was it? So, I am... Um, I am, a, as you know, a collector and, a, and an aficionado of a certain thing that appears frequently in six days. Yes. And I'm, um, British people? <laughs> yes, I actually do collect British people. I'm pretty much, I'm kind of like the the John Wayne Gacy of British <laughs> serial killings. But I'm, He uh, has a tea party in his basement nightly. He's yes. Pat the Ripper. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I heard that there was uh, a lot of uh, MP5s in six days. Yeah. So I was. I'm gonna watch this movie and watch all the MP5s. And that, uh, that event kind of made the MP5. Yeah, it actually was something that popularized. First of all, the SAS. Right. We'll get yeah. obviously get yeah. into the movie, but yeah. the SAS at this point in history was almost going to be eliminated. Well, no one, no one had ever heard of it. It no. was like they didn't know what they did. It right. Was a special you know? Air Force Service. Yeah. Well, so they, they were yeah. never really used for anti terrorist before then as no. much as you'd think. It was kind of just like a special forces unit with nothing to do. Yeah. And they, <laughs> so they, and kind of already getting into the history of this, into the late 70s, into the early 80s, was a heyday for Middle Eastern-based terrorist attacks in, in Europe, in mainland right. Europe and in the UK. Munich, which yep. they mentioned yep. in the movie. Mm, Back in the day, it was like you'd have somebody with a political grievance overseas that would then take their political grievance to the shores of powerful countries like France, Germany, the UK, and the United States and create a terrorist act. Back in the day, they did it the classic way. You know, mm. kind of like they die hard. barbarians <laughs> on the they borders of Rome real. type of situation where you right. had these outsiders coming in, creating chaos and havoc. Yeah. In, in the late 70s into the early 80s... Nowadays, was, the Goths have settled on the Rhine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One may say. One, one may say. <laughs> There's a couple of listeners right now like, God, what? Yeah. 
burned down. Well, this is the this is a history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was you know a time where Bauhaus, Sisters of Mercy, The Cure, they mm. all really just, <laughs> just started, hanging out, yes, really yeah. just started getting <laughs> penetrating right. deep into UK right. society. <laughs> obviously, that led to the you know the, the crippling of, of British society. Yeah, those um, damn punks. Yeah, a little known fact that. Boris Johnson was actually a backup singer in Bauhaus. Is that true? No, not a lot. Okay. <laughs> but you can blame the Goths for everything. Yeah. Right. yeah. I know when I was in high school, I blamed the Goths for a lot of shit, mostly for my virginity. <laughs> right. Beyond, beyond that, it was uh, mostly for, for that. But yeah, blame them for everything. But to the point I was making, I don't know where we went from my high school virginity to late 70s. That's perfect for this show. Middle, you're right on Middle right Eastern terrorism. But there was a lot of these actions happening in Europe, and Germany created the special forces to counter terrorism, uh, GIGN. France created their special forces to fight terrorism, GSG9. And the UK actually created a counterterrorism unit within the SAS. So to your point, the SAS yeah. was not, well, really, it was essentially useless at this point. But even in World War II, when the SAS had their first heyday. I'm wondering not why not use them in the troubles more often, you know? Because that was going on same time yes. as this. And almost on a constant basis of just small-scale bombings and things. Do you think it's one of those things, it's deploying... A military group on your citizens makes it a little more tricky to pull true, the trigger. True, you know, definitely Probably. true. Yeah. But yeah, and like, how would you even use? It's not like the the uh, the IRA was taking a lot of hostages. Yeah, really, it was. Uh, it was more like I'm going to blow well, up this trash real can. quick. Thing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, but I feel like there was certainly like mass scale police actions, and you can think of them tons of scenarios in which during the troubles, mm -hmm. like large police actions occurred against the IRA oh, yeah. resulting in British forces yeah. killing Irish revolutionary forces. Right. So why wasn't the SAS using that? I think it probably goes back to where Brian said the optics of the would be very bad. Yeah. Like what is essentially the Air Force's special forces against domestic you know technically what was citizens mm -hmm. of of Great Britain at the time optically probably not so great. Uh, but one thing that did increase the optics of the SAS was what transpired in six days. That's this made them of. a household name where yes. everybody knew what yep. they were. Yes. Yep. And real quick, uh, just by a quick glance on Wikipedia, it said that they were involved in Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. So they did some shit, but it just, I guess, wasn't public knowledge. Right. Yeah. We have an Irish listener who gets really mad Very if angry. we um, pass over any sort of, like, atrocity committed on the Irish. So I really wanted to make sure that I <laughs> said knows. that before he's like, these fucking bastards don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what the they were doing two. to our people. <laughs> he was good the last two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you cover movies that, in some way, shape, or form, involve the British oppressing the Irish? How many times? At least twice. You know, it, it, it happens more often than you think. Okay, <laughs> it's a recurring theme. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of uh, a lot of things that we do connect to other parts of history that we have to bring up. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this happened because of this, and it, it, yep. it always kind of intertwines in some weird way more than you would expect. No, well that but makes sense, and in this case, it certainly plays a factor into. What transpires in this movie with yeah. even like the like I said the counter terrorist this counter terrorism force being created within the SAS was a direct reaction to what was happening in France and Germany when they created their counter terrorism forces due to the same exact thing. You're looking at Middle Eastern terrorists coming 
into Europe and creating acts of terrorism. And I think kind of even going beyond that, you know, in history to connect before that is where you kind of have to ask why, why were there so many Middle Eastern based political causes creating acts of terror in Europe really goes down to like, you got to realize at this time in history, late seventies and early eighties, this was barely two or three decades removed from when Europe pretty much divided right. the Middle East mm-hmm. based on random arbitrary political Sykes reasons. Pico. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which, not, and of course, obviously, what plays into this whole situation is very immediately before this, 79, yeah. is the Islamic Revolution in Iran. Yep. I wanted to take that um, a little. Right. Okay. So basically, you have the Ayatollah rising up, taking over Iran. Russians in Afghanistan, <laughs> to quote Billy Joel. That okay. Was, no, but <laughs> but you have the Ayatollah rising up, and in the movie, it's Arabs who are from Iran, which is or you know they call them. They're Persians. an Arab majority uh, ma- minority in yes. Persian Iran. So part of the reason they're aggrieved is because when the Ayatollah was rising up, they kind of helped him by slowing oil. Uh, like the traffic of oil that was going to the old regime. They were kind of allied with the Ayatollah, thinking that they'd be taken care of when he rise to power, when he rose to mm-hmm. power. Well, the Ayatollah is a Shia, and these guys are Sunni. Yes, but once, but they they were rolling with him because they thought he would like give them their own little territory. Mm-hmm. And once he got his Arabistan. power, exactly. They thought they'd become an independent nation uh-huh. in, and w- in the aftermath of the revolution. And once he got his power, he was like, fuck you guys. You have oil. I'm not giving you up. Yeah. So they were pissed. And that's kind of the terrorist's motivation in this movie. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The uh, the whole revolution, if you guys want to talk about it for a minute, it, yeah. it's kind of interesting. So the, the dynasty that was replaced was only a few decades old. I think in 1928, the, uh, the Shah did a military coup and took over the old government, which has only recently kind of lost ties with the British and all that, you know, Persia. Yeah. Um, th- his son is the guy who gets deposed when the Ayatollah comes to power. And the way that went down was essentially the people were like, we, the, the government of the Shah was very much autocratic. And, you know, you had people living under, uh, dubi- dubious economical circumstances. Um, there's a lot of oil money coming into the country, yep. but it goes into the hands of very few people. Um, certainly there's communist influences happening, um, while at the same time, the Shah is all about imposing kind of Western culture onto the people, onto this Islamic uh, group that don't necessarily like that or want it. And when the people rise up, a, a big reason they're doing it is because they hate this idea of being Western Americanism infecting them. They see it as degenerate and backward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it takes this Islam, this religious Islam, conser- hyper conservative Islamic uh, Extremism, style. Yeah. Um, the Ayatollah, the way their government now functions essentially is they have a republic. It's an Islamic republic, which is a new thing that they've invented. Because uh, the sh- the Shah, uh, not the Shah, uh, the Ayatollah doesn't like the idea of monarchy. Uh, so he wants to have a president and all that, but the 
he, as the supreme religious leader in the country, has a veto on anything that the government does. So he has the final say on everything. So yeah, it's a bit of a monarchical religious, you know, theocracy, but at the same time, they have elected officials and everything. So it's it's but there is a it's an guy, interesting state. There's a guy with a final say ultimately. Yes. Um, you can do what you want up to a point. And the Persian majority tends to treat the Arab minority poorly, at least in the uh, view of these people that will now be committing acts of terrorism in London. Yeah. So that's where we're at at the start of this. Yeah, that's the background going into the movie, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And the start of the movie is, let's jump in. Okay. It's uh, April 30th, 1980. 1980. Yeah. It's at the Iranian embassy, which at first I thought they went to the wrong embassy. Maybe they just couldn't read English or something. They meant to go into Israel embassy and the kind of. <laughs> oh, that was another thing that pissed off the uh, the local Iranians. They kept selling yeah. oil to the Israelis. Yeah, that's yeah. that really annoyed them. <laughs> so when it starts, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and uh, you kind of get this like constant training montages and, and sequences where you see counter terrorist training and it's never being used. You know. And the SAS forces, I believe, were more so training for overseas, like, engagements. Well, they're getting Not ready so for, much like, Falkland-style shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they're getting ready for engagements like that. Right. So they have to do this, like... Where they would be used. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're doing this weird training that has to be done on, mm -hmm. like, a, such a higher level because they don't have years of this, like... Breaching and clear. Is that how the movie things. starts? We start with them. Well, no, the movie, well, the movie starts, starts with, with the terrorism storm, the yeah. terrorists storming oh, yeah, it. Right. But and, you get it like right after. And based on what I saw in real life, like of how the storming went, the movie's pretty accurate to they the just actual storming in, into the front, right? With them coming well, in, right? So that is actually one of the key arguments of, around the historical accuracy of the movie is apparently. There, so there was a Apparently. there is an article in which after the movie came out, um, I either, have the guy's the, name, the Guardian or Daily Mail or something. Was it Daily Mail? Daily yeah. Mail. Daily Where they Mail. interview the guy, the, one of the rags, sniper, one of the snipers mm -hmm. of the SAS team, Robin uh, Horsefall. I believe. Yeah. So a guy who was not in the building. He was not in the building. Oh. He was one of the snipers who actually shot and killed one of the terrorists. I think it was six terrorists. Really? One of mm -hmm. the six. One of the five that were killed. Six uh -huh. terrorists. One of them survived. One of the five that were killed. One of the snipers that shot him came out in the Daily Mail in this article and said the whole movie's bullshit. Nice. He That's really very interesting because everything I watched about this and, and tried to read up on, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. Like it was like they cleared the building from the inside. I didn't hear anything about a sniper shot. No. So this exactly what this sniper was saying was the movie portrays. If you watch them, when you watch the movie, the portrayal mm. of the raid essentially is a team of eight guys going breaking through the front door, yeah. raiding the building, room to room, clearing it. And saving the hostages and eliminating five out of six. Well, there's terrorists. two groups. There's one that comes in from the roof right. and, and one that comes in through the windows. Yes. But the roof was a horrible. Well, we'll get into well, it. Well, I, I will say <laughs> the guy the guy in the article did seem a little salty to me. That he wasn't that in the movie. That he wasn't in the movie. He's like, he's like, he's like, there were 40 guys and like right. all these groups, yeah. and you only mentioned these dudes in the movie yeah. and That's... fuck Rusty and all that. And a lot of it seems to me it's like you're mad they didn't encompass everything mm -hmm. it's when it's like... Well, I don't blame a guy for that. I mean, he's part of the operation. It is, but it's also, you got to realize, it's a movie with a Especially limited... Especially if he killed someone. It's a movie with, yeah. a, it's a movie with a limited budget, ultimately. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's they got movie. Jamie Bell, Abraham Woodhull yeah. himself. It, it's a movie. Like, you don't want to have 40 main characters. 
Well, you know, yeah, like, you, just, you can't do that. That's what this guy's concern was, because he was saying people came in through the windows, through the front door, through yeah. the back door, through mm-hmm. the roof, and there were snipers. Yep. And he also was concerned about, and one of the key things in the movie that kind of adds a little edge. Look, this is typical cinematography here. You want to build character. You want to build personality in a movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a training scene where, if you remember in the movie, these eight guys are, like, smoking cigs, and like they yeah. kind of, like, do this quick. It almost looks like they had no idea what they were doing until they, put up, up. they put up this plywood, yeah. bunch of plywood walls and a random kill house. Yeah. And these guys, like, mess up and, like... They, and they this, don't check They the reenact the, the... Well, not The reenact. layout. They, they, uh... They prepare for the layout. Yes. yes. And they just, every time they go in, he keeps forgetting to check his corners. He keeps forgetting to check his right. sides. And it shows that they're, they haven't been training for this for yes. a while. It's all new to them. Which, and, you know, as, you, as you've seen, you, I think you've actually done a little bit of this kind of thing. I where, have, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you if you go into a room and you don't look to, you don't yeah. have it set up where you're each taking each side, there's a good chance you're going to get killed. So yeah. the, the head guy, the colonel, they show him right off the gate. He's not the guy for this yeah which was weird because of how the the events unfolded i don't know if that was the case so in real life, according but... to uh robin horsefall the 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 guy that like spoke guy. out the sniper yeah. he was basically like it's ridiculous that that uh rusty rusty firm and jamie bell is like the main character who gets put in charge of everything mm-hmm. and he was really pissed about that he goes and it made like leadership look incompetent and like this guy was running the show he's like this guy wasn't running the show he's just another one of like us guys, fucking grunts yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah so i i watched an interview with a guy named um Ch- uh, Is chalky he the bald white. guy? No, chalky white. Yeah, <laughs> from Boardwalk. I know. That's, um, <laughs> that's the most racist name. Is, is, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? What the fuck was his real name? Uh, oh, Ian Chalky White, right? Okay. Ian. Ian. Um, and he he came off as like the real guy in charge of this whole thing, and it wasn't Jamie Bell's character. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know exactly what went on here. So, there's there's a, some conflicting information. So. Jamie Bell's character in real life, he actually has a YouTube channel. I kind of want to reach out to him and see if we could do like an interview with him as like a bonus thing. Oh, man. Just, I would just talk about turn. Just to talk, <laughs> No, not Jamie Bell. Oh. <laughs> the, the real guy. <laughs> Rusty Furman. <laughs> that'd be awesome if we had Rusty on and you're just like, so what do you think about turn? <laughs> it's Washington Spot. Yeah. <laughs> so... um. He wrote a book, and the book was optioned into the movie. Uh huh. So I think it's a lot of the things from his. Oh, and he made himself the main character. Of, oh, yeah, because it's his fucking book. Uh huh. And I guess it's like if you're consulting and you're doing all this shit, and they need a main character, I want to be. It's the guy. gonna be you. You're gonna be the guy. You know. He's stealing the glory. I yeah, guess so. Stealing the yeah. glory, and just other people are pissed off. Yeah. Right. Because they're just like, you're gonna lead the squad now. I'm I'm not a military guy. I'm not really an enforcement guy. <laughs> but I could say with fairly good certainty that you're not promoting someone a day before a serious operation. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. You're not it's not like, you know what? Pat, you're doing a good job today. You're taking point. That ain't happening. Didn't that happen already? <laughs> I feel like that happened inadvertently. <laughs> it's just it's just not how it goes. Because yeah. the 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 plan is very structured. It's very important who has what tech like skills, and if you weren't put in charge at the beginning, you're not unless the, your leader dies. It's not happening right then and there. It's just not. 
And so I, that, that was a little confusing. And I think your hunch on that is correct. And I think the interview with the gentleman who was the sniper in the Daily Mail was kind of reiterating that, that fact as well because mm. he was pissed that he, they made it seem like they haven't been practicing for years for these types of situations. Right. According to him, they had done this type of practice and training like a million times. Right. Like Probably, they were 100% yeah, ready to go completely professional, mm -hmm. none of the bullshit. In the movie, they make it kind of seem like they got to get a ragtag group of yeah. guys with the skills yeah. to do this. <laughs> yeah. right. And now they're like doing live fire training in a right. plywood building. Which same day. Day same day. Yeah. yeah. That that never happened. And no no doubt no about it. Yeah. No, it makes no Live sense. rounds next to plywood. <laughs> we lost another man. <laughs> yeah. Now getting into my specialty, which is the guns themselves. You have an MP5, nine millimeter rounds, Full Metal Jacket because you can't use hollow points because of maybe the Geneva con Convention or some sort of other yeah, similar so. type of thing. But hollow points are illegal to use in military engagements against third parties in international law. Is it for like tracing maybe? Well, they think – so there is this misconception that hollow points are somehow more painful and fatal. Oh, than I see. They jackets. break apart within yeah, the body. Yeah. I thought it was more so for like uh, – Tracing like who got what, who killed who, and shit like that. No, because you could put tracing rounds into into hollow point okay. bullets as well. But um, uh, in reality, if you're in a building that's plywood, that's actually made of plywood, and you're using nine millimeter, which is a round that already over penetrates compared to other rounds because of the low velocity, and you're using full metal jacket bullets, which you have to use based on convention law, you know what would happen? The bullets would be going through these walls like Swiss cheese, <laughs> and all the hostages would be getting killed every time. <laughs> like, the bullets would literally just be blasting through the walls. Like, that's what would happen. So it makes no sense. They're doing like live fire training with silencers in, 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 <laughs> to make them even yeah, faster. In the cardboard yeah. fucking mock-up. In the cardboard mock box. Essentially <laughs> mock-up. The mock-up. Yeah. Most, like, most makes no sense. Uh, think like, oh, you put a silencer on, it's going to like slow the bullet down. That's the exact opposite. Well, people see cases. a movie, and they see a silencer, yeah. and they think it's like, like yeah, a bomb yeah, thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that like, also made me very upset no, <laughs> when they yeah. do that scene too. But like, that, yeah, like to, to your point, not only that, then you attach a silencer. Now it's going yeah. through two walls instead of one. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, but it's a movie. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And is there some point so there's where... there's, so, there's a good amount of reality, especially the actual right. raid uh -huh. itself. Yeah. You know, you know what I, I did? Uh, I got to give the movie credit for, and I found pretty interesting. You know, they had six days to prepare for this whole thing. The SAS were on the scene day one. Yep. Um, they had enough time. The the negotiators and everything bought these guys enough time. Were they able to memorize the faces and names of everyone yep. in there? Yeah. They yeah. knew... The, these guys, when they went into the building, knew every person in that building by name, you know? And they show that in the movie right. later. Um, so early in the movie, after the terrorists take over and we see, um, you know, Rusty Furman training and all that, we're introduced to Max Vernon, played by Mark Strong. I, I think we should point out, though, because it does come into play, is the cop. Like one okay, of, yeah. One of, there's 26 Trevor hostages. One, yeah, one of them is a uh, an officer, police officer. Yeah. Trevor Jones, I believe. Um, he has a gun. Yes. Which is... Um, the most embarrassing police department in the world, the London police. Um, very sorry, rare UK. for them. Very strange. A lot of UK listeners. I don't sorry, give a guys. shit. Their police department is a laughing stock. Well, I think Look at them. 
Can we just say it? I need more guns. <laughs> the Uvalde, Texas Police Department may get Oh, you're right. May you're right. have superseded that. <laughs> they are probably the worst police department on the planet. So let's, let's, let's give a little break to the London. You're right. You're right. Uvalde's police department. <laughs> well, we're going to give them the on, top honors of most so, disgraceful police force. So this guy does What about the fucking the Florida dudes, too? Well, the, Okay, so from my knowledge with the Florida dudes, that was more like the cowardice of like one or two guys. Okay. Yeah. Uvalde, Uvalde was, was the whole the entire the whole police force just have no problem with letting children be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in, in and stopping case, other people from stepping up. Yes. <laughs> and a I can't believe I'm laughing officer, at this. It's so a dark. A police officer who was actually, his own wife was killed there. And he Holy still didn't shit. step up in Uvalde. Yeah. So... Just to walk back to London being the worst. You're right. London, okay. you're all right. <laughs> you have an excuse. You're unarmed. Yeah. Well, this guy was armed in the building. Yeah. And he, but he gets overtaken in the movie immediately. I don't know if that's what happened. In that real is. Life. That's exactly what happened. So mm -hmm. I can't imagine having six guys pointing guns at you and just being like, well, maybe I'll get one. It's like, eh. He played it he perfect. Did it right. He played it great. He did it right. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a hero. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck just walked um, in. He, uh, so he hides his gun, but uh, he also had a radio with him, police radio. Yeah. And that particular radio has a panic button on it that if you yep. press it, it alerts the authorities. Now, I don't think they show this in the movie, right? I know I, they didn't. Um, so the his police, quick actions. Yes. It may, almost immediately, the terrorist will take his radio from him. Yep. And he won't have access, but he, he hits the button before anything goes down. So immediately sends out a signal. The police are uh, notified that something's going down. They don't know exactly what it is, but they'll find yeah. out. Yeah. And that's uh, the next scene, really, is news is spreading. Yes. Yep. Day two, news is spreading. We have reporters on. We're on uh, day two already? Is, well, we got to talk yeah. about the negotiator. Uh, Max, 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 Max Vernon, Vernon. Yeah. played by Mark Strong, who's usually a bad guy in everything. What do I know him from? I was... Fr I was like scrolling through IMDb for like thirty minutes, I'm like, how do I know this he guy? He was in the he was in that badass Kings, movie. He's in the Kingsman. Oh, not the one you saw. Yeah. Oh, okay. The yeah. the modern yeah. version. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he's in those. He's usually a bad guy in everything. Mm -hmm. He's a character yeah. actor. He's in a million oh, yeah. things. He's great in this. Supposedly, according to the guy who bitched in the mail, he said he was the one aspect of the movie they got one hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. Dude's a hero in real life. He definitely saved lives by stalling and delaying yeah, like he yeah. did. He, he did a great job in the movie and in real life. I'm assuming if they got it right and this is accurately portrayed, he's the chief inspector. He hits the scene and it's his job to figure out what the hell is going on. You mm -hmm. know? Was he bald in real life? No. <laughs> I, Was saw, Max I saw a video of him. No, I don't so think so. Why can't a movie get that right? This is so well, you know easy they, to get right. Do you know what they did get right? The like hostage guy with the glasses and the mop top? Yeah. That's a he like Yeah, he's like a BBC guy. So they got he looked just like that he guy. He looked just like that guy. <laughs> I'll double check. They couldn't get Max Vernon. They couldn't get a there's not a single fucking British actor with hair. They had to get the one bald British actor. They should have gave him a really bad toupee. Like this 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 just makes movies to me, movies are a joke when you can't even get a dude with hair to, to act as a dude with hair. It's like so this is look, let's just let's just bring it down to the base level for a second. I'm a guy with hair. I'm doing something heroic. I'm doing something important. They're making a movie. <laughs> I am a guy with hair, and I actually do shit that's heroic and important every single day. Uh, but if you portray Pat in a movie, he better have a full head of beautiful locks. Thirty-seven years later, they make a movie about me. 
and they make me fucking bald. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. <laughs> like the one that you couldn't give me fucking hair. Like the, that's his problem. Everyone will think you got plugs. Oh well, yeah. well. Well, if you think my problem is the guy being bald, wait, wait until we talk about the inconsistencies of the MP5s. Wait until we get to that, because that—that's when I'm gonna go after, right ahead. What do you got? Well, let's to, wait till we. If they right. get to that, okay. I might drop and I walk out. So this is the uh, so the Demo the Democratic Revolutionary Front of some country. I can't pronounce it. Arabistan. 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 Okay, it's not a real country. Yes, they want to be. It's a potential their, country. Could have been. Their plan sucks. <laughs> This, uh, from from any standpoint, they, like, what the hell are you doing? They're propped up by Iraq too. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that plan really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us in sitting, you know, with hindsight. Um, I don't think it would have made a lot of sense back then either. Essentially, no. they, there's they want to go in there, hold a bunch of people hostage, and then somehow this is going to make the British government. Like side with them get the iranians yeah. to, to give them prisoners. a well not even that at first yeah. that's the second that's objective two yeah. you know objective one is to get the british to be like you know what rabistan needs to exist <laughs> give them a you know? right. like, <laughs> like you, you would think maybe right. in a non-violent way it would make sense it would take a little more time obviously but it's like we're gonna kill everyone if you don't make us a country yeah, but they have no power to do it. They don't like uh, right. So okay. that quickly they realize that's a bit too lofty, <laughs> and uh, they switch it to get some yeah. some of their national their nationalist prisoners out of prison in Iran. And the Iranians don't give a shit. They're no. like, yeah. kill these people. We yeah. don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's their own people. Like we should point out, most of the people in the building are are Iranian. Well, oh, it's yeah. the embassy. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, the Iranian government's take on the whole thing was like, well, they will be martyrs to the cause. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know. It will give us reason to go in there and fuck up right. Arabistan. Yeah. Yeah. The BBC guy was there because he was there to get a visa because he was getting ready to travel to Iran to cover like an event. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, you know, why he was there. And he ends up getting taken. He just happened hostage. to have some bad timing. The worst timing of <laughs> yeah, ever. ever yeah. So the terrorists, uh, they called the BBC. Uh, yeah. So they're like the rule of law, and they're like, when is the SAS going to take over? Mm -hmm. And well, they're yeah. like, they came in as cleaners, they're armed to the teeth, and all this, and it cuts to day two. And now Mark Strong is like getting ready, so is the SAS, and the terrorists call him up, and they have like a phone call, and he they're listing out their demands. Oh, uh, you know about the phone? Yes. I don't know if they show this in the movie, but the the. Authorities will cut all of the phones to mm -hmm. the building so they don't work. No. So they give them a phone. It's a direct yeah. line. To That's them. a direct line yeah. to them. Now, the the other thing about this phone is it's listening to everything they do. Yep. Even yes. when it's hung up, it's recording that. They say that in yeah. the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Also, they... There's a there's a moment uh, in the movie where they show the guys drilling holes in the building to yeah. try and put microphones in yes. it. Yes, cameras, um, cameras, mic, all yeah. that stuff. What they would do is redirect the Heathrow air traffic airport. over the airport to like fly over yep. the building and make yeah. noise to cover them. it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty brilliant. pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a, that's really using all of the like power of the state, everything they could you do. Know? Yeah. You know, like every little distraction that they could do. So. Um, now we're at the point where Mark Strong is like, let me bring you food, but you got to, like, send us a civilian. So you hear, like, gunshots, and then they let one guy go. The sick guy. The sick guy. And you kind of think he's shot, and he's not, and they bring them food. And in the, at the end of the movie, they show the footage, and it looks pretty similar. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. At this time, while they're having negotiations, you have the SAS stacked on the door ready to breach. The entire time all these negotiations are happening, they're just waiting for the yeah. go. They're waiting for the call, yeah. The the they can't take like it's in the hands of the of the regular London police until someone gets killed. If somebody yeah. gets killed, then there is no peaceful solution. Everyone's trying to find a non-violent solution to this whole thing. And according to Rusty, he's like, there was never this like bureaucratic gridlock like you see in the movie. Yeah. I used to know a horse named Rusty. Oh yeah, Rusty. Yeah, I yeah. know him. Oh, <laughs> Uh, my friend, like, uh, he was working for a little bit as a uh, a cab. Handsome cab. Handsome right? cab in New York. Uh, and he fed the horse baked beans. And as he was giving his- Beefarino. Beefarino, you're right. Yeah, it was Beefarino. <laughs> and as he was uh, riding the horse around, I knew the horse started farting a lot. <laughs> and it let out a foul stench. Do you know what we're talking about? Pat, how do you like Seinfeld? Oh. <laughs> you don't um, like it, right? I- I don't waste my time with TV. I'm a high value individual. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst high five well, of all time. Yeah. Oh, it's because I got the fucked up. He's back. hurt. He's hurt. <laughs> That's why I can't overextend. Because uh, everyone that comes on here is like, yeah, I like Seinfeld, except me. I'm like yeah, the only one. Oh, get him as Beefarino. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Beefarino. Dinner is served. <laughs> Rusty's going to be eating good. Yeah, every episode, he uh, brings Seinfeld up, yeah. no matter what. Really? Is this like something every you time. need to do? Is every it, time. Is this like some impulsive thing? It's just to upset by me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to upset me. <laughs> it's just to upset you. So that, that makes it less autistic then. Okay. That's going to be my autobiography, Driven by Autism. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Brian Rupert, yeah. Driven by Autism. <laughs> you didn't mention yet the... The, the woman who's the BBC reporter. Yeah, we kind of left her out. Because she's she's a, a real person. She's a critical part of the movie, yes. even though I don't know why she really needs to be hit on so like They need to keep hitting hitting her up in the movie. but it Because was, they, they, they needed to cut out role. that sniper, so they needed to yes. fill that with sniper. Well, <laughs> that's true, actually. Now, one sniper, now one guy. What was his name again? Uh, Robin Horsefog. Let's give him a little credit, because he deserves Robin it. Robin Horsefog? What? Yeah. But the so, on the flip side, because you got the the sniper who says it's all bullshit. Right. When she was interviewed, she said the portrayal was incredibly accurate. Yeah. That everything that they portrayed her was accurate. That the raid was accurate. She said the movie was incredibly. And accurate. she was on the scene. She was on know? the scene for but all this. Also yeah. a reporter. So, but what she's seeing? Are we going to trust the mainstream media? Exactly. <laughs> You're gonna buy the exactly. government line. Isn't on it that? great? Like. You got uh, the couple of scenes with her outside with the other guy who's yeah. like a disreputable journalist. Yes. And yes. she's like all about standards and the truth. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I, I never believe something less in my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the BBC reporter is the authoritative, authoritative right. voice on reason yes. and actuality. The other guy is essentially Alex Jones Infowars. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how that's how it's yeah. being portrayed. Yeah. And I we, we could all agree that is probably a good I actually question. think he's the Daily Mail. So He's probably, considering, he probably is. The considering Guardian, when maybe. this came out, this was 2017, that's about the time it was happening, mm -hmm. that, that the height of the Alex Jones shit. Yeah. Well, I think it's the, the movie, you know, they want to make sure they have a female lead. Well, she was real. and She, she is real. After this happened, I believe she became like a huge yes. yeah. person yeah. in the UK. Because of this story. Because of this, yeah. This, this was her Chris her Hansen break, into yeah. Catch a Predator moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. It makes sense. I would have said Geraldo at the Willowbrook. Yes. But... <laughs> 
Sure, Chris Hansen at To Catch a Predator. Yeah. Well, that's why we all is know this, and love is him. Is this your first time? This the first time? Have a seat. <laughs> Would you like some lemonade? Cookies taste pretty good, don't they? <laughs> so you were going to ask a child for snacks. <laughs> what, what exactly did you mean by this? What did you mean by that? Anthony you... met Chris in person three times. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. How says, are the cookies? It says here you do a podcast. Yeah. What do you talk about on there? Sweating. <laughs> oh, no, it's a history show. You, All right, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Before you leave, can you just answer this? You said, I want you to suck my dick. What did you mean by that? <laughs> Anthony, what did you mean by did you, that? Did you know she was a child? Did you know she was a 14-year-old? <laughs> what am I supposed to make of this, Anthony? <laughs> I can't play with this the way I want because of my job. <laughs> yeah. So we actually, uh, we see that the inspector gets the food. He speaks to them. And the the terrorists say they need Arab ambassadors, two buses to get to the airport. They have 24 hours. And the inspector's like, just give me 48. Yep. Now, once it's like you ask for buses and, and transportation, yeah. you already lost. It's, it's just a matter They're of... They're on what? the dog day afternoon plan. I was in a sec. It's over. You know Sonny's getting shot in the head within like 15 <laughs> yep. seconds yeah. after you yeah. asked for the buses. <laughs> like, that's it. Sonny's the situation. They said, they said they were two homosexuals. I'm not a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> has any... Real quick. Has any hostage situation ever worked out for like the hostage takers? Off the top of my head, it seems no. like they always get blown away. I believe away. once, mm. and the guy was never caught. Really? Yeah. Okay. He took, he, I think there was like money on a plane or something. Are you something. thinking of D.B. Cooper? I don't know. And the money he took. Yeah. Yeah. Is that my, Kid my, my correct? Kid Lock referenced him in a song. That's only Yeah. Like, he jumped out of the plane. He jumped, jumped out, out of the plane, plane yeah. with a parachute. parachute. Yeah, yeah. That was like the only. But I don't know if he took hostages. I thought he robbed a bank and just No, they were hostages. Was, there were? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so he's like the only one. Because like, I know I the Stockholm so. people got killed. Yeah. Sonny. Sonny. Well, he didn't get killed. He got busted. John Brown, he didn't make it. <laughs> John Brown's evolution? Yeah. Yeah. John Brown's body. It's rolling in his grave. Jeez. Now we're kicking it back to like 1810. <laughs> you guys go real deep on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, where are we? All right. So they say the the this is never paid off either. But the terrorists are like, we have the embassy wired to blow with a doomsday device. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a lie. But that, they know they have frag grenades. Yeah, they do have grenades, yeah, but they Russian. do not have like a nuclear device or mm. anything like that. No. Uh, it, the, so we see the British now. They're cutting brick, like you know, coke, cocaine. Yeah, they're cutting bricks. <laughs> well, they're drilling through the bricks, trying to put like a pen camera through. Yeah. It. yeah. Because, well, they, they also that. realize that it's it's no longer just um, breach and clear. Mm -hmm. Once they find out they have grenades, now it's like okay, some of the doors might have them. We need other angles of entry which is why they start formulating different plans and maybe that will will take him out of the bus and we'll, we'll raid the bus and stuff i'm skipping ahead a little but no you're, because, you're right on with the bus because they have those grenades it becomes a bigger issue so now they're they're looking to see with the cameras okay where are the hostages located where are the terrorist points and they start mapping it out a little bit more effective than what they were doing before yeah you know? and like the every time they're getting a little bit better like smashing right. and getting on the bus right. and 
I know there was like a terrorist attack at the Munich Olympics like a couple yep. of years or, or months earlier, mm -hmm. but I'm not super familiar with how it happened, but there was something involving a bus, I'm guessing, based on what happened in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know? I think it was, yeah. I think okay. there was a terrorist attack at the Munich Olympics and the GIGN was involved, which is the German version of uh -huh. the camp terrorist force. And I believe the terrorists, I don't know if they demanded a bus, they may have actually... Like carjacked the bus, if I recall okay. correctly. But there definitely was like a bus involved in that terrorist action, and that was like one of the big like events that occurred that was like eye opening to the West that Middle Eastern based terrorists with political causes were going to come into Europe yeah, and sure. begin to massacre people. Yeah. So Munich was like one of the big ones, and something happened in France as well. So counter terrorists win. Count yes, exactly. <laughs> like, essentially, I'm a. Uh, if it wasn't for these incidences, Counter Strike would not have existed. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know how I, many I more hours it. I could have spent jerking off instead of playing Counter Strike. <laughs> but I probably would have busted hundreds of more. Uh, nights. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I watched this movie. I played Counter Strike the last two days. Because Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I got back into the groove. I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> so uh, there's a there's a talk with a bunch of government heads. And they're saying that uh, Margaret Thatcher, the prime minister at the time. The Iron Lady. Yes. They're saying that she was a little soft on the troubles. Uh -huh. And she doesn't want to be perceived soft on this. Right. I Well, they don't want England and, and uh, well, I should say the UK, okay. to be uh, seen as a soft target for terrorism. Like, you can just come here and fuck around. They need to show that Dead they're not going to tolerate this yep. shit. Either There's arrest no, them or kill them. These guys are not getting out. No. no. The government has decided you're done. Which is why the BBC's presence on the scene from day one was incredibly important to the right kind of the propaganda. They're showing elements. the world what's going yes. on. Yeah, like this is one of the first times I think, if not the first time, a situation like this was played out on TV from beginning to end. And skipping forward to the raid itself, like they actually cut into live TV. Yeah, yeah, and to show the raid in in real time, mm -hmm. in, in in live with action. explosions and fire yes. and yeah. all that. And I think this was probably the first time that had happened on TV. Did you guys watch the real footage? I watched some of yeah. it, yeah. It looks fucking cool. I was watching it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like nothing. It's a real battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting about that is when you have this time period, like when you say they cut the phone lines, once you cut those lines, you could also cut access to the TV. So you could stream currently, like in this time period, what's happening outside without the worry of the people inside seeing it. Whereas like nowadays, if you did that, oh yeah, they're going to be on the internet and be like, oh shit, they're right here and put a bullet through the wall. You know, yeah, there's so many, it's such a different time period with, with this happening that these Still tactics, analog. these tactics would have been completely different and changed. Oh, nowadays, I'm sure. Yeah. Know? Well, we're seeing it in Ukraine with the Russian Ukraine right, conflict, exactly. where there has Drones. been tons of stories of, Posting a picture Mostly, on Reddit, you get yes, bombed. Yes, like yeah. Russian soldiers yep. mm -hmm. who are on their phones, on the yep. internet, like literally posting on 4chan right. of like them just hanging out in their barracks. Zoomers gonna zoom. And then exactly, <laughs> these zoomers can't control themselves. Same they're they're savage the, animals, uh, and they can't control uh, there themselves. There was a, a Ukrainian uh, regiment where they were staying in a school, and they posted a picture on Reddit, like, "Oh, look, Ukraine is holding the school down." Russia saw what school it was and just bombed it and killed like twenty yeah. people. Yeah, and it's like. You couldn't just not 
post it. <laughs> you got to let everyone know. It's like, do you remember Geraldo uh, like bringing it back to him when he showed like the, the diagram open. of where they yeah. were? Was it him? It was him. Yeah, he drew it, it like, in Desert in the Storm. Sand. He yeah. drew the operation that was happening in the sand on live television. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And people were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so when I was watching this as the operation is happening, I'm like, "Why aren't they just have the TV on inside?" And then it hit me. It's like, "Oh, they cut the fucking line." Yeah. yeah. That makes way more sense. Me, my modern stupid mind. Cut the contem- power. Contemplated it first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're dealing with professionals here. <laughs> so, so they find like this skylight, and Boy. they're like, <laughs> "Isn't that the guy whose camper they were whacking?" Your federal agent. <laughs> <laughs> Never end a sentence with a proposition. <laughs> so they find like this skylight, and they're like debating about going in there. The government says no. And it's day four now. The place is a fortress. The terrorists say they're going to kill today. The um, Arab ambassadors refuse to help them. Yes. They won't. They wanted Arab ambassadors to come and negotiate for yes. them. Yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> they're alone. Yep. Yeah. They're it's just them and the guns Saddam sent them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they call Mark and he's the terrorist. Yeah, they call Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> do you Walk think the off. movie portrays the terrorist a little bit sympathetic? Yes, they tried to do that. Well, at least the main guy. I I feel like it's probably kind of accurate for the most part. I think it is. They were you letting know? hostages go. Right. Yeah, I feel like, like most of these movies with these hostage situations almost always portray the the terrorist is somewhat sympathetic. I don't think Hans Gruber was sympathetic. Yes, but. he's very sympathetic. You love him. <laughs> well, that's just because he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but there's always... I thought you were one of them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm Bill Clay. Right. <laughs> well, like, if you think of, like, Dog Day Afternoon, they... Like the protagonists of the movie are actually yeah, the friggin' right. Attica. The, the, There's always yeah. one hothead and one like mm-hmm. calm guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. gotta get rid of the wild card. That was the, <laughs> the like in this terrorist group. If they just didn't have that wild card guy, they probably would have got out <laughs> in better situation. There was no making it out alive, really. Not when, actually. That's a good. That's a good question. If all those hostages get released and they send their message on the BBC and they go to jail for X amount of time, do you think they would have been released? Just yes, on the good because graces. one of the one that lived got out in 2008. Yeah, he's already right. out. So right. yeah, so they like, oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he got paroled. So if like, if they let I mean. if no they, wild card, you make it. If they let everybody out and they threw down their guns and surrendered, Way more sympathy. Yeah, they're yeah. probably not dead. Right. Yeah. But they're gonna be in prison but for that, a long you had fucking that time. Fucking wild card who was just like, I want to kill someone. <laughs> And going back to what, what you said, Anthony, was they, I think it was Anthony who said it, like the British didn't want to come off looking weak in this scenario. Right. Yeah. That was part of, I think, the reason why they took the approach that they had taken here was because having the troubles already happening with tons of domestic terrorism in, yeah. in, in Ireland. Munich. They, and then what's happening now in the rest of Europe, mm-hmm. they wanted to come across, Thatcher needed to come across with a show of strength. And then, you know, look, I'm sure the Falklands. When, when did the fuck They happened after, after this. this. Right after, but yeah. like 82 it started. Yeah. So I'm sure at this point they're already gearing up for that conflict yeah. in the mm-hmm. Falklands off of Argentina. And 
they're, they're thinking the future. This is a chess game. They're thinking steps ahead to the point where, like, I'm surprised Roger Waters didn't write an album about this. You know? <laughs> he really should. Yeah, that's what his remake of Dark Side of the Moon is going to be about. <laughs> Why is the he doing that? Do you know about this? No. Roger Waters is re-recording all of Dark Side of the Moon and putting it out as a new album. Well, I don't know. Because they'll make a billion dollars. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon, back to the well. It ain't making a billion dollars. Like, no one cares about this. Yeah. They're going to play, they like the original one. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you know he'll make it. Now money. without David Gilmore. Yeah. 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 With less, with yeah. worse guitar. Yeah. 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 Worse guitar money. and worse, worse vocals. vocals <laughs> this guy's 40 fucking years old later. <laughs> and Waters was never the best singer. I, oh, I like think he's Waters. fine. He's, but he's not Gilmore. Gilmore has a better voice. That's like debatable. The, you don't really? Like yeah, I think so. They're, they're both good. There's no, See, I, have no I, problem I think of them. Waters more as almost like screaming. Yeah, he's the whiny guy. Yeah. And I think Gilmore is like, <laughs> Why are you running away? <laughs> <laughs> so they they bring the plan to Thatcher where it's like, we're going to do the bus thing. And they're like, you're not doing the bus thing. Yep. And they go back to a stronghold raid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we, we're going to use the window that they mentioned before. And they're going to use repelling from the roof. They're going to hit from all angles. That's the plan now. Um, and they make it known. These guys are either leaving. They're going into prison or a box. One or the other. There's no no, no other way out. Of it's this. the only way out. Yeah, like you said, show show strength, strength. so that never happens. It's like again. the bloods. <laughs> <laughs> only way out is Which, in a box. In hindsight, <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> Aggression is good, but control is the key. That was the yep. fear is the nice mind killer. Yeah. <laughs> Dune <laughs> hand in the box. Yeah, <laughs> and they they show like a brief example of the 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 head of the operation like talking to whoever that whoever in that room was the office about what they're gonna do. And you see this stupid scene where like the guys are breaking in, like sneak like sneaking in, and it's dark. They're all sleeping, and they they shoot the guys in the chairs. Yeah, and they're like. They look back there like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, why is everyone like, sleeping? Well, it was a it was a made up. <laughs> scenario, yeah, right. Though. Yeah, it's like this isn't how it's gonna work. It's gonna yeah. be a bloodbath. Like the like, like, scenario ever. That's, that's like fake happen. movie shit. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. right. Which I loved with that they they put that in here because it's like no, like we have a plan. Real, you know, we're like, gonna James Bond them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the British raid the Iraqi guy who supplied them with all the guns and shit, but he's already left the country to go back to Iraq. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's gone. What was um, the value of having that in the movie? None. Just to sh- <laughs> I think just to show just that show it happened. the Iraqi connection. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that they're still out there. We'll find yes. it. The Iraqi <laughs> connection. <laughs> the terrorist. The WMDs. <laughs> and me. Da-de-da-da. Kermit with a beard and a turban. Mission accomplished. Um, The banner. The banner. 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 Why the banner? I think I put us in that picture. Yeah, I think you did. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, you know what I thought was really cool? And this actually happened as far as I know. Genocide? Certain snipers might disagree. Um, No, not genocide. Uh, The caretaker. This is real. Yeah, they find him and he straightens them all out. Yep. Because uh, they were going to attack from the the first floor, mm-hmm. which would have been a problem because something. They mapped out the room right. correctly. Right. Yeah. They they were going to be... Wa- oh, that, this is what it was. They thought the, the windows were actually armored on the first yep. floor. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have, have been able to get through. through. Yeah. 
So, and I don't know how they didn't know that from like blueprints and stuff, but um, they updated the building probably. But the caretaker filled them in, and then they came up with the plan to attack from the above floors, yeah. as well as the front. They still they still breached the yeah. front, yeah. you know. So they put the terrorists on with the BBC to buy more time, mm-hmm. and you know the terrorists are very happy by this. They get yeah, they get to spout off their manifesto, right. Well, that was the one thing. If you, if you have to look at all their demands, that was the one that actually had an impact and value, because they went from they got to inform people about the plight of Arabistan. What's happening, yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, no one in the world gave a fuck or knew about it or even cared about it. But right after that moment, there were yeah. maybe one person who gave a fuck and cared about it, uh, which is more than zero. So like, <laughs> it's me. I'm the guy. <laughs> we need to fight for Arabistan. Yeah, Alex. let's go take over the. Denny's. <laughs> yeah, I'm just that'll, that'll show them. <laughs> but like, if you have to look at the, because we made the comment before about what is the point of doing these hostage scenarios when you always get killed, you never get what you want, and no positive. Well, they didn't have the hindsight to see the movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. So they have to do that and come out. Uh, yeah, but but actually, like, I think it did. Like really, 1970 happening. Oh no! This, this is yeah, eighty. Yeah, you're this right. Eighty. 80. Yeah. By the way, London, nineteen eighty. We didn't see one punk guy walking around no. in this whole movie. Where well, was the this? whole <laughs> London is really just one street yeah. <laughs> that they had access to. Which, by the way, the, whatever Still, they, you're gonna put somebody in the crowd with a fucking mohawk. Yeah. Whatever they use looks good. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. one punk. He's yeah. like, death to the queen. Where's the Sex Pistols guy? <laughs> <laughs> So the UK refuses to let the Arabs escort them out. They apparently yeah. they were going to escort them out on the bus, and they're like, <laughs> "No, they're going to kill them." Mm-hmm. That was their that's their goal. Yes. And yeah. now it's a much better movie. Let's Thank get to God day six. Yeah. Now the now the egregious part. Sergeant is uh, stands up for the corporal and says he's going to lead it. Yep. <sighs> you, didn't, you didn't like that. You think it's no, fake? I mentioned it. Before. Yeah, yeah no I don't. I don't that. think mm-hmm. that happened. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, I don't think Rusty was really. No, let's say the charge. operation happens, and maybe there was some situation where a guy goes down, he takes point, and then they they promote him after. Makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. When not, you write the book, you control the narrative. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, he who controls the spice. <laughs> <laughs> spice belongs. <laughs> So the Iranian government goes, like, to the UK. They're like, just go in and kill them already. Mm. Like, the Iranian government... Yeah, the Iranians don't give a fuck. They're like, just kill them. We don't care. (laughs) So now the terrorists are kind of getting ready to fight. Uh, Trevor Locke, that's the... the, That's the cop. The cop. He calls them and, like, you know, they're just trying to delay, basically. Mm -hmm. And now we get to... uh, Oh, we get to a standoff where... They the terrorists kill one dude in the building. Yes, and once they kill this dude, now and he's like a zealot for the uh, for the Islamic Republic. Yes, yeah, yeah. he yeah. loves it. Oh. Yeah, he's just like I'll I'll be happy to die if it gets yes. you killed. Yes, yes. <laughs> once I die, I know yeah. shit's gonna pop yeah, you're off. You're right. dead. Yeah. So one of the terrorists is like, "Don't kill him! Don't kill him!" And he's the like, leader, "Fuck Salim. this!" Yeah. Salim is like, Salim, "Don't yeah. do it." Yeah. And this is when I made a note. I'm curious He's why the there's real no Salim snipers Shady. present. 
Yeah. I made that note without knowing that the sniper was pissed about Apparently it. Apparently, they. Why isn't there just a ton? They had to cut the sniper out. Yeah. No, not a Rusty single one. was pissed not at the existence one. of the snipers. <laughs> you the think there's no snipers looking into those windows? You're stupid. <laughs> oh, they just had a. No. The other thing, the no. guy was pissed no that allowed. basically everybody in the SAS. 360 no scope only. 360 no scope only. <laughs> But swordsmen and- don't like archers. Those guys are too far away. <laughs> Everybody in the SAS, by the way, is like a working class Scottish guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I yeah, noticed yeah, that. Which is, he, he was pissed about. The what? Daily Mail interview yes. with the sniper, he was fucking furious. Everyone's Scottish. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He literally points out in the interview that one of the biggest things that drew his ire was these were a bunch of sophisticated professionals. None of us had stupid, silly Scottish accents. Yes. <laughs> Directly from yes. the interview with this guy. And the, the, we, is, we may be British. many things, but we won't be fucking Scots. <laughs> we're not. We are posh. We are aristocrats. <laughs> he was very pissed about it. Very that yeah. guy. About that. Yeah. Which I would put that as far as like egregious things that fuck up your representation. That's like a half a step below being bald. (laughs) So I still think being bald is worse, but that's freaking close, man. That sucks. So then shit kicks off, right? Uh, Yeah. So they call um, Max Vernon, like the SAS or the government. Like, you need to just distract them for like 30 minutes. Well, he yeah, he wants them on. He wants them on the phone with him when the operation begins. Just because. So um, there's real footage, by the way, of the guy who shot. They let them come in and take the body. Yeah. And you could see it in, like, I don't know if they showed it in the movie, but you could definitely see it online, of them taking the dead guy's body out from that front door and, like, yeah. carrying him away. And, you know, they show that in the movie. Yeah. Um, and they say Thatcher doesn't want any smoke screens during the raid. Mm-hmm. It wants to be broadcast live so everyone could see what we do to terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that true? I, do we know if that is true? I don't know. But I, I I, can't I think it, I, I from what I looked up about the thing, yeah. I like, feel like it has to be true considering that was, BBC is government controlled, right? And they could just pull the plug on it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, easily. Yeah. So smoke screens there wouldn't be good anyway. Block the snipers, hostages. Yeah. Block yeah. the snipers. Yeah. <laughs> what <there>? snipers? What? <laughs> they may or may not have existed, these snipers, but that's a point of the bit. Critical debate. So the raid itself, what they show, a lot of it happened. Like a dude did get stuck rappelling yes. down. On fire. He hey. got he got caught on fire. <laughs> so, so the interview with the guy I watched, he was saying that. Uh, he was able to just keep kicking off of the yep. building, and every time he would come in, he just get terrified. Yeah, yeah, right. But eventually, he cut himself down. Yeah. And I started to think, like, this looks like it's being botched. You know, it was the, a little the, botched. They seem to have such a hard time getting into the building. The whole yeah. thing, the whole event, is seventeen minutes long. Yep. Which to me seems very long. It does. You well, they got like They got to check multiple floors, look for hostages. Yeah. They got to clear the entire yeah. building. I think it. And in real life, does it say how long it actually lasted? Because I feel 17 like minutes. 17, 17 minutes. It was 17. Yeah. yeah. But that seems crazy long. Yeah. It is long. Why wouldn't they just kill all the hostages right there? You know what I mean? Well, well one, uh, yeah. Three, so three hostages were shot. Yeah. One was killed, two were wounded. Yeah. yeah. And they come in, and as that's happening, they light those dudes up yeah. and yeah. they kill those two terrorists. Right. And they, they show them with the shotgun to, to open the door. Yes. Reaching shotgun. Yeah, yeah. That they had those. Yeah, they, of course. They were so they, well harmed. They threw in flashbangs like in the movie. And mm-hmm. what actually happened is the curtains inside actually caught on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the lead guy, I think his name was White, 
his gas mask. White, ma- chalky white. Chalky white. His gas mask, I think, caught on fire. Mm-hmm. And he had to take it off and throw it because uh, it caught a flame. Yeah. And he had to take it off. His gas masks aren't flame retardant. And meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. in another room, <laughs> this is real. Trevor Locke, the, the cop, Attacked Salim. He attacked Salim, and they were actually having a fight, just like in the movie, Mm -hmm. over the the gun. He finally decided to use it. And as he was down, this is straight movie shit, and it's real, Salim had him down and was, like, about to win. They come in, and they just fucking blow him away. Yeah, they saved uh, the cop. They saved the officer. That's cool. in turn, was kind of, like, instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He won a medal and shit after. Um, I like how... The they show things go wrong, like you said, it's almost botched. Like they kick the well, window. one guy's MP5 jammed. They kick the window, like That's it breaks right. and it alerts everyone. And then like the guy's hanging on fire, and it's like, oh, they're messing up a lot. But the reaction is okay. Plan changed. Instead of doing this, we're gonna do this. Instead of doing this, we're gonna do this. And it, it's very fluid. Yes, you know, like they did a great job, honestly. Yeah. yeah. The the guy I watched was talking about how they had cleared the section of the building they were responsible for, mm-hmm. and he wanted to continue. And the guy behind him said, stop. Like, he grabbed him. He's like, we're not, we don't move beyond this point. Right. We've right. reached the limit of our uh, operating yeah. area. Yeah. And he said, if he had kept walking, he would have gotten shot by his own guys who were yes. coming down the hall yeah. the other way yeah. because they're not supposed to be there at that moment. One group know? went to the basement. That's how well organized this yeah. is. Yeah, one yes. group that went to the basement to clear it. They don't show this in the movie. But they're, like, doing a sweep, and they see, like, a crouching thing in the, the corner of the basement. Tiger. And they just, yeah, it's a crouching tiger and, and a hidden dragon. And a hidden dragon, <laughs> obviously. <Yeah. laughs> but they see, like, this little thing, and they just start shooting at it, think it's a hidden terrorist. <laughs> Thankfully, it went bullet time. It was able to dodge all the bullets. Yeah. It was on wires. Yeah. Just, <laughs> all the shit started happening. It was actually a trash can. They just lit up this trash can in the basement because they were, like, so on edge. Was there something you wanted to say about guns? Yes. Yeah. I, I, so... This kind of being said, I think this is a good fundamental thing to discuss because you guys clearly watch movies more than I do because I don't like them very much, and you have a podcast about watching movies. Um, you don't say. Which is, <laughs> blows my mind how you guys could possibly watch enough movies to talk about them every week. But So what is the... Why in a movie about a very specific situation and incident... Does, do the people who create the movie get the props so fucking wrong? <laughs> so you think they do their their research? Yes. Why can I, just a layman who doesn't even, I'm obviously not a, a, an armorer for for cinematography. Well, uh, I don't think it was obvious. I, I, I watched, needed to be yeah, told. Yeah, actually, right. Yeah. That, that was my credentials and why I'm on the pod. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm not just a P man. I'm also an armorer for the official armor for, for, for 21st century he, Fox. He's the man responsible for Alec Baldwin yes, killing yeah. that woman. Yeah. He was on Rust. Yeah. I was on the set of Rust. He doesn't believe in safety standards. <laughs> I actually was trying to frame Alec. Right. I wanted him in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ruin his fucking life. I want to ruin Baldwin's life. Uh, but okay, so funda- like fundamental question: Why no. you have one job? You are the armorer. You are getting paid to put together props for a movie where clearly the the, the raid of this this is the the pinnacle of the movie is this raid scene. You have one thing to do is get the guns right. That's it. That's your whole job. Get the to get the guns right. Mm-hmm. Why are the guns? The guns are so historically inaccurate. So yes, they did in the raid use the Heckler and Koch MP5. Yeah. Which was like the HK, right? The HK MP5, yeah. which by Isn't the way Isn't that the John Wick brand? 
there was so John Wick did use in the first movie in, in HK. Okay. He used the P30L. Uh, but in the last movie, they used something different. But, okay. So the HK, first of all, I don't believe that an MP5 would ever jam. So that must be fake from the movie. No, it happened. That really happened? Yeah. Because yeah. that just seems... HK by far the most 100%. reliable, the most reliable in German engineering mm -hmm. on the whole planet. These guns never jam. HK well, never jam. so the guy, the guy who ended up going into the room, so the same guy who had his mask burnt, he came down the hall. A terrorist approached him. His gun jammed. The guy next to him killed that terrorist. Mm -hmm. Then he was able to unjam the gun. They went into the room, and that's where there was that shooting of the three hostages. Okay, it's the same guy. So like. Why why aren't the guns like actually accurate to the firearms that were used in the raid? Yeah, they use MP5s in the raid. They use MP5s in the movie. What is wrong with them? So they all the actual hardware on the guns is not accurate to the time period it's, or to the it's police. Modern. Yeah. So like, for example, one thing they get right is this thing called a bungee sling, which is like this three-point sling that goes around the gun. They wrap the bungee sling around their bodies. They're able to like it's a submachine gun. It's a small, it's a small firearm. Mm -hmm, yeah. It helps them stabilize the firearm when they shoot such a small weapon in tight distances. Mm -hmm. That was used in real life. That was used in the movie. You can see it. The stocks on the guns in the movie is called an A3 stock. It's an F version of the A3 stock. That version of the stock did not even didn't even exist in that time period. Didn't even happen until they modified the MP5 in the 90s. Mm -hmm. The the trigger housings, the guns themselves. So if you look at the lower half of the guns, the trigger housing is called a navy. It's a navy trigger housing. Didn't exist until the F modification happened in the 90s. There's flash hiders in the movie. They yeah. put flash hiders on the MP5s mm -hmm. in the movie. Flash hiders were not even used on MP5s at that time period. Uh -huh. So like, there is things in the guns that are inconsistent with. History. What is even possible? What's even possible because they didn't even exist in the time period and mm -hmm. they certainly weren't used. I think and I my question a... is like, why what why can't and is this something that is consistent across a bunch I think of it's movies? Yes. I think it's uh with this scenario specifically, yeah. I think it's just studio funding and itemization of things. So let's say like I'm an armorer. Okay, do you have submachine guns? Yes, I do. Here's your selection of submachine guns. Here's what we got. Instead of me buying like the production to make accurate ones let's just use what we got i think that's kind of what yeah. like it's close enough where the of the regular audience is not really going to know of course you know and it's is the is the funding there to make two hundred thousand dollars worth of you know 10 guns 20 guns would we want to do that is it worth it or should we just use this i think that's what it comes down when, to when, a lot of times when people critique historic movies the weapons who does that are oh, right <laughs> are always brought up as like being fucked up. Yeah, always. Oh yeah. And People that know better anyway. Um, well, yeah. And look to your point, the average person is like, yeah, the average person may know that's an MP5. It's because it's right. like, like I recognize games, it. Yeah. Right. Right. Video games. It's look. I thought they looked too big. Prominently used in Die Hard. <laughs> I think that the yes. MP5 was yes. Like Die Hard was a big move with the MP. Like they. The MP5 is something a regular person could recognize and say, oh, that's cool, I know that gun. Right. But, like, the specificities of, like, the hardware inconsistencies, yeah, you got to be... Joe Schmo doesn't You got to have realize. somewhere on the spectrum. Right. Uh, a little Asperger's to mm -hmm. really care about I that. think... Like you. But, like me. I, I was watching, I was, like, tweaking out and shit, freaking out. Fucking F-stock. Why is there F-stocks? Why are there Navy trigger housings? Why is there a flash hider? Like, I was raging. It ruined the whole movie for me, quite frankly. I was disgusted. Disgusted. So I uh, think bald guys is trigger roll triggers. Why is this guy bald? <laughs> 
He's a baldist. <laughs> I, I don't think bald people should exist. <laughs> That's fair. I would advocate for bald genocide. That's fair. I'd advocate for bald genocide. I don't think not having hair <laughs> makes you subhuman. In my eyes. <laughs> what about a cancer survivor? They're out too? Yep. <laughs> They're gone. You know, you could, if you wear, I'll give you a pass if you put a wig on. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> but if you're going into society bald and hairless, All right. like, you got alopecia, buy a wig. I don't give a fuck. Go get a wig. I'll buy you a wig if you're too poor for a wig. I'll donate to the- Our alopecia listeners are going to be furious. You can- <laughs> Locks for Love exists. Go to Locks for Love. Get a, get, get a wig. You ever uh, donate? You did, right? I think you did. I had a very yeah. long hair. Did you have hair down to your ass? I had hair in my yeah. ass. Earth. 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 I hit onto my ass. I got to get into the period yeah. of, of the movie. Hit onto my ass. I did cut it. I was going to donate it, but I'm, um, somebody took it and made a voodoo doll of me. Oh, my shit. And wanted to try to kill me. Yeah, so I'm still alive, but it didn't work. So Really? Yeah, true story. Somebody <laughs> stole my hair and made a voodoo doll of my cut-off hair. That was supposed to be donated. Some bastard deprived a cancer-ridden child of a beautiful fucking red wig because they wanted to try to take my life via some form of absurd black Car- magic. Caribbean black magic. I also uh, had didn't hair work, down to my ass. Uh, she did. And uh, when I cut my hair, I fully intended to uh, donate it for the uh-huh. wig. And then when I got to the barber, I realized that you have to go through a whole process yes. to do that. And that's just not something I was going to do. No. So when people would ask me, did you donate the hair? I would just say, yes, I did. Of course. Stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just put that out there. You didn't want some disgusting bald wearing your luscious life. I would love to. I would have loved to do it, but I didn't realize. I thought you could just go to the barber and they all just like have a, a basket, a you know, that like you put the hair and it's like, yeah, take this. <laughs> you could have made one bald person more respectful. Thank you. Thank and you. you failed to do that. You failed to fall out. <laughs> but it's just one more bald that needs to be ended in the bald genocide. Mm-hmm. The bald apocalypse. The bald apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, real quick, the guns. Yeah. I do yes. think that it's two things. I think it's a budget issue more than anything. Yeah. And then the other, because it's a, this is a low budget movie. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I think it is is a location issue. Because they're in New Zealand. What? They filmed in New Zealand, I believe. Wait a... What? <laughs> this... why, why would this be a... Location? Oh, I'm a little not. confused about why that's a location issue. It's a prop gun. It, it doesn't fall they're, under any law. In New Zealand, and all the SAS guys have Scottish accents. Yeah. And well, it's a they movie had... about you didn't, London. You don't want them sending like this, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no. The only thing worse than a Scot is a Kiwi. <laughs> A bald Kiwi. <laughs> so the location thing, you know, I think de- decommissioned firearms that, are, that tend to be the props, you know, like prop firearms historically are like either live firearms that can be, can shoot mm-hmm. live. That's why they use blanks and stuff. Or they're like decommissioned. Like they'll put like concrete down the barrel and like mm-hmm. destroy part of the lower, the receiver right. or something. I feel like in some of these countries, the laws are so stringent against yep. firearms that even the prop guns may fall. You may be right. That's, they may fall into a category mm. in which you wouldn't be able to use it. But my retort to that is the things that they did to the firearm in the movie 
You make it more dangerous. Like <laughs> it's more like modern, like adding a yeah. flash hider to the gun yeah. that when it wasn't when they weren't using. They added that. Like they made that decision to put a flash hider on the gun, yeah. so that it looks not, cooler. That's yeah. all so it is. It looks cooler. Yeah. The, yeah. Fla- the yeah. flash hider is not stock. I don't think flash it's hiders not. come stock on like no, any gun. Definitely not on MP5s. <laughs> yeah. It could be that that's what the current military MP5s were that they were able to use. And they were like, this is what you can get. I, I don't know. I yeah, th- because the Navy-style trigger housing that came out and the F-style A3 stock were more modern. They were mm-hmm. creations of the 90s. They were more modernized variants of the MP5. And that really that probably does come down to why they were being used in that way in the movie. Yeah. But fuck them still. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so this is me off. So Where did you find this movie? Because this was your idea. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, I really want to watch a movie with a bunch of MP5s in it. And I went on Google, and I'm like, what movie has lots of MP5s? Six days. Are you serious? Six days popped up. Yep. It's 100% you are such a movie. fucking weirdo. <laughs> he loves the hardware and the gear, man. I He's like a gearhead. Gear. Yeah. Gear I like the hardware. Uh, I like the hardwood. Right. <laughs> You like that, right? You like that That's callback. a good TSD like reference. That yeah. Very subtle. I'm going to endear myself to your to your crowd <laughs> by bringing that reference up. Don't don't you I know. You don't think I know I fucking know, bro. <laughs> so, in the movie now, they're like clearing out all the terrorists and yeah. they're on the stairs and Jamie Bell gets face to face with one of the terrorists. And he had been they're, studying the board. They're clearing out the hostages. They're clearing out the hostages. Sorry. Yeah. They're, they were they're actually loading throwing them, them down the stairs. Yeah, they're, they're escorting everyone they're out. They're escorting them down. And they're checking their faces to make sure a hostage is not a terrorist. Like So in the movie, yeah. Jamie Bell is point blank, yeah. recognizes that the terrorist, blank. and just blows him away. Yes. In real life, it's similar. What happened was- He threw him down the stairs. He hit him on the back of the head, threw him down the stairs, and when he went down the stairs, two SAS they guys- They emptied five clips In a crossfire, yup, and they Sick. just unloaded on these two. Sick. That's how great. Many, how many times did he get shot? I don't know how many times, I was, but I was, was told two dudes. three to four clips were emptied into him. Holy wow. shit. And he was holding a grenade. Yeah. 30 rounds per clip. Three to f- so he probably he got shot over hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, sick. That's MP five is uh, incredibly rapid. Fires fire. very fast. Yeah, incredibly it's rapid rate of fire. Like yeah. that's like what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, so that many rounds it probably only takes a couple of seconds. You shot a mini gun once. What was I that shot like? A mini gun, and I actually shot a full auto MP five. Oh, you did? Can we splice in video footage of me shooting an MP5? Yeah, yes, we can. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I do. I, think, I have the footage. I think we have footage of... Do we have footage of him using the minigun? I think we, we may. Do. I remember On you my shot that. Party. And, the uh, minigun was pretty sick. The, there was two guns that we sh- that were shot near us that day where I was like, holy shit. And you, that minigun was one, was of one of them. We specifically booked this place because it fired a minigun and Pat yeah. wanted it. I wanted <laughs> it. How long like, did the minigun last when you shot it? Uh, it less was than a second, 150 rounds in like one and a quarter seconds. Not kidding, like this. <laughs> and yeah. you were done. And he turned around and goes, that was the best moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> in the video, you see my face, Dude, I'm like this. The air from that gun. <laughs> like our, it was away. like this. Yeah. And then... Mere seconds later, we're like, that was awesome. You hear, boom, a guy right next to us. Yeah. I don't know why they allow this inside, <laughs> but he shot a 50 cal sniper rifle. Was right. so and, I and you felt, felt like it. the force. I felt yeah. the yeah. force, and I looked, and the guy's just like, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> the concussive force of that, that 50 cal going off yeah. indoors in that tight little space Insane. was brutal. Yeah. Insane. Fucking brutal. 
I can't imagine like shooting that without ear protection. You ever. shot the uh, the M1 Garand, right? I you did, did yes, M1 which was very cool. Yeah, you got the ping. Yes, I had to get the historical gun. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd like that, so it was yeah, like, that's good. And, that was uh, a blast. You had a bolt action. I shot a oh, bolt you did? action Remington 700. Yeah, because oh. I actually want to purchase that gun uh -huh. uh, once I get the chance. I had the uh, M4. The classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you shot a grenade, right? And then, yeah, yeah, I also got to shoot a you grenade. You shot a grenade? You yeah. yeah. I gave How did grenade. I miss that? You didn't know? Yeah. No. It was a, was it attached to, it was a grenade launcher? It was a grenade was a launcher, like a hand grenade yeah. launcher. Yeah. Exactly. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I booked it for him. He yeah. got, because he he was the bachelor, he yeah. gets the grenade launcher. It's Mind you, uh, we like, so in the bachelor party, he didn't pay, we all split yeah. it. Uh -huh. And I didn't, I never told anyone this. But uh, the You're cost. No, everyone knows that. The cost, <laughs> the cost to shoot each gun is fairly cheap, except him. The minigun. <laughs> the the minigun mini is like four or five times higher than all the other guns. Yeah, because it's so much ammunition. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, we doubled his ammo. And everyone. <laughs> we all paid $600 so he could shoot Te a minigun. Technically, <laughs> me shooting the minigun jacked up everyone. Everyone else had to pay actually like 50 to 20 bucks. Yeah, I could shoot yes. the Yes. It's all right. I, I got some enjoyment out of watching you do it. You missed the target completely. It was insane. How yeah. could you? How could you aim? It pulls <laughs> the gun pulled me right. to the left like immediately. Yeah. It's right. supposed to be attached to a helicopter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shot, yeah. Animal mother is supposed to be mowing down rice farmers. Well. No, the helicopter itself. That's right. the helicopter's yeah. gun. This, <laughs> this was Battlefield Vegas, by the way, for anyone that uh, wants yeah. to oh, go. Yeah. It was a blast. You could buy and rent a tank. You can rent a tank. Yeah. Run over a car and shoot a shell into the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have cost us like five Gs. Yeah. If you're if you're rich enough, you can actually kill a human being <laughs> on Battlefield. <laughs> they will let you kill somebody. Vegas if you have enough money. If you're Elon they, Musk, they, you kill people. They have a pen full of drifters. Yes. <laughs> our, our good Unleash the drifters! <laughs> Where's the nearest railroad? <laughs> Kill the transient minigame. Go! <laughs> People just have miniguns. Dress up like Commodus and just go to town. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance, do that because it's fantastic. You could also go in a helicopter, shoot a minigun from a helicopter. Yeah. There's a bunch of things you could do there. They that, picked, like, picked I us would... up on a Hummer, I believe. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or in a Hummer. Humvee, the actual, yes. actual military great Humvee. And uh, our friend, a good friend of ours, uh, was on acid for about 48 hours straight that day. I'm not going to say his name. But they let him shoot an AK-47. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was terrifying. They, they have like someone tripping holding balls. your back. balls. He was peeking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was peeking yeah. while, with an AK, and it was very funny. Yeah. I don't think he knew what he was doing, but no. you know, it was a good time. Shout out to you. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping balls. Well, yeah, we'll go back to uh, this. Uh, you said uh, in this, three hostages were killed. One was taken. No, uh, in the movie. Two in the movie. Yeah. So there was one guy that was shot at that like uh, three terrorists was dragged out. Three terrorists in the movie. Yeah, I think three terrorists are and killed one, in the movie, and one is captured. In reality, yes. five were. In reality, mm -hmm. five were yeah. captured. Yeah. No, five were killed. Five were killed. One, one was captured. He and snuck out with the hostages. He, and he, when they were zip tying everybody, he, they, they identified they him, him yeah. and that's how they caught him. Yeah. yeah. And he saw parole in 2008. Right. And this was, um, in this scenario, I can't think of a, a better ending, realistically. They played it, it perfectly. Know, it sucks that they lost a hostage, but it's kind of the best two. case scenario. It's the best yeah. case. They lost yeah. two, really and is. they had two wounded. Yep. Yeah. Two died. But oh, one, two. Two, one, one died, died the before, raid. yeah. yeah one died before, right, right. One was before the raid. One was executed, one died during the raid. Right. Yeah. So I can't, in all parties involved, the... 
the chief invest investigator inspector um, who the was terrorist. negotiating <laughs> the terrorist um, <laughs> SAS. All parties involved. Best case scenario. Yeah, you know, like I. Everyone did a great professional job. Good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for the SAS. Good job, Good job really. guys. Uh, you get a debrief and they inventory everything. You see one of them has a grenade because they shot a guy who was going to blow up the hostages yep. with a grenade, uh, which is terrifying. It's amazing that... I don't know if that's real, like when they shot that dude. That seems to I don't be a dramatic effect. Yeah. Wait, which guy? What? He picks up a grenade. And they're so like, they're escorting the, the hostages out when they, they, face, they realize the guy's face. And they, you said they put him down the stairs and they shoot him. Yeah, he had a grenade. No, that's real. That's he actually real. had the grenade yeah. all, in his hand, right? They all had grenades in their hands when they were killed. Well, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's they're, a split they, second. They were getting like, ready to mm. blow themselves up. Yeah. The SAS acted so quickly that they stopped them from getting any of their right. suicide mm. grenades off. Sick. Yeah. It's like in Call of Duty when you have, um, what is it, last? Uh, oh, martyrdom? Martyrdom, martyrdom. yeah. yeah. Martyrdom. Marty dumb. <laughs> well, that's what really matters, right? It just this brought Call of Duty and Counter Strike. Yeah. So that's the legacy. Th yeah. yeah. Thankfully, it, happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it brought me so much joy in hindsight. So uh, they give a wrap up of the movie, like you know, May fifth, nineteen eighty, set the standard for terrorism. Uh, they don't show this in the movie, but Margaret Thatcher actually went to S the where all, like all the SAS guys were after the operation, Hello! and she <laughs> and she like partied with them and gave them all beers. Really? Oh, yeah. They gave them jobs. No, there's like pictures. Like she was like celebrating. Have a with pint, them. boys. Operation Nimrod, it was called. Yes. Yeah. Do you think Billy Joel's? Anybody did a line off of her ass? I hope so. Do you think it's 1980? Rusty was <laughs> lines off her. Ass. No, I think the sniper. Did. The, sniper <laughs> the salty sniper. The salty sniper was blowing lines off a fucking Moggy's ass. The salty sniper sounds like a great dog. You know, I got one confirmed yeah. today. <laughs> People are gonna remember Ooh. me forever. <laughs> I'm a legend. Tommy, when I'm they, a legend. When Mark. they make a movie 37 years from now, I'm gonna be the fucking main guy. <laughs> look at this head of hair. How could you pass up on a head of hair like this? <laughs> Margaret, look at this MP5. <laughs> That's very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Let's go kill some Argentinians. You know, I, got, <laughs> I got two confirms today. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta uh we gotta rate this. Because yeah. uh, it's over. Like yeah. the inspector calls his wife, says everything's okay. And they show footage from like the actual events, yeah. which is yeah. cool. It looks very accurate yeah. to the movie. The setting looks yeah. great. So it was great filmed in for England that. for that part, and the rest was like uh New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But so the terrorist that was um paroled, his name was Fauzi. Fauzi? <laughs> yeah. No, Fauzi. He was actually an Arab Muppet. He told very bad jokes. I guess you could say he bombed. Waka waka. <laughs> I hate your guts. <laughs> you know, I watched a movie called A, St a Stupid and Futile Gesture. And yeah. uh, in the movie, they say when something is no longer fun, you gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> you do that to me. <laughs> what, do you, what do you rate this, Brian? Me? Yeah, what do you rate it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid seven. I did, same thing. Same totally like fine, fun movie. movie. I yeah. watched it. If I was flipping the channels, I could stop and watch it in parts. You could jump in and yeah, and it's, totally it's enjoyable movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 seven's a good. Seven. Seven's yeah. good. Yeah, Pat, <laughs> two. <laughs> I too the guns bald, and the balls. Too many bald people. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'm a little disgusted by the 
the positive publicity for bald-headed individuals, which to me is disgraceful. We know in real life the terrorists would have said, my men, my men, how was your hair? Yeah. <laughs> Are you bald? <laughs> Drink the oil, my man. The historical inconsistencies with the MP5, of course, obviously pissed me off. But the, the, the massive amounts of MP5s in the movie was a plus. Um, a I'm going to give it, yeah. Before, That's, so Google didn't see you wrong. Google was really good and positive in this one. They didn't censor this. Uh, yeah, I, I like the movie. I think, look, I think the pace, it was a little, it wasn't particularly exciting movie. Like, it was kind mm-hmm. of like, Right. It's, it's a build-up to procedural. one event. Right. Yes, Proceed. it's very procedural is yes, a good way to sure. describe it. Like, yeah. It's a movie. It's, it's clear. It's, it's clear. It is a fast movie. It's yeah. only 90 minutes long. Yeah. It's it's Look, it's a historical movie based on history, and it kind of presents itself documentarian in nature. Yes. So it's not the most exciting movie, which leads you, gives credence to the fact that it probably is more historically accurate. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I obviously recommended it would be on this pod, and I said I would do the pod only if we did this movie. I would not do any other movies. So if, uh, other things in history I'm interested in. What other things of MP5s we could have you back on? I was going to say probably Die Hard would be my next one. <laughs> <laughs> real historical movie. Nakatomi Plaza. In Nakatomi Plaza in 1988. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a seven. I seven. think that's a good. So I think seven that's across a, the board. Across the yeah. board. It's okay. one of the few movies yeah. that's completely unanimous. Yeah, I think it's the only one. uh, It's good. I I reckon it's an easy watch. Solid movie. Quick. You know, it it gets the point across. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And there's one last uh, order of business. We do this every show. Every every show. Uh, What does this sketch look like to you, Pat? You could. You You have to describe it to the best of your ability. Yeah, describe it. Okay. The viewers are seeing it. What does that look like to you? I see. There's two stick figures on top. On top of what, though? <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's probably supposed to be a building with grass in the front. It kind of looks like hairy balls and like a stub chode dick with like a little splooge coming out. That's kind of what it looks like if you see this. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be on the screen. see it on the screen. Okay, yeah. Now let's yeah, take, now I'm going to say this look. is supposed to be like the dudes rappelling into the top of the building from the outside. That is correct. Just, so Okay, so <laughs> uh, as bad as your autistic <laughs> sensibilities are, I was able to properly guess what this is. I think it's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Is that the Staten Island Ferry? This is... <laughs> This is a sad clown, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. That too. Um, he's wearing balloons on his head. <laughs> and he has shoulder pads. It's from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, 80s clown. That could also I can't, be... Actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed minutes. you figured out what this was. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know... This I looks could, nothing like no. that. That could be... Um, it doesn't look like the embassy to you? <laughs> no. no. It this looks is, more like Minas Tirith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has a face. This is a, a Rorschach test in how deep you could dive into Brian's mind. I should just do a fucking MP5. Clearly, I was able to dive into Brian's mind deeply today. I haven't been this deep inside Brian Jeez. since we were roommates. Yeah. <laughs> my Brian, asshole misses yeah, that. Brian hasn't served up such a steaming turd for me to look at since oh, I, I opened my fire, freezer man. in 2016. I see the fu- it's unwrapped ground chuck <laughs> in my face. <laughs> this is woof. That's bad. Would you have been That's able bad. to guess what it was? No. You no, don't? No, really? No. No. Okay. Not even with the context of the Even with the context of the movie, I don't I didn't know what that was. It looked like some kind of face to me. So the lines are actually at the bottom, they're actually the the fence. 
Oh. Yeah, and then obviously there's but the you windows can't see and the repelling. <laughs> I can't I, see through the fence. I, I can't draw I told, like that. I can tell it was the guy repelling because this is a broken window. Yes. Right. There's fire coming out. I yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah, the guy's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's also really, it could easily also be a choke dick with hairy balls. Yeah. That's not mm. even. All my, all my drawings, by the way. Often found. Often, they're always often like, found. that could easily be a dick. Yeah. I think it's my subconscious yeah. really uh, yeah. letting everyone know. You're what showing I'm everyone about. what you desire. Yeah. <laughs> I desire macaroni pictures. Reminds me of, do you remember the erotic art? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's I do. Rem- that's what it reminds Pat, me of. Pat used to draw erotic Mike, art. Mike was. Well, yeah. you got also yeah. our friend Mike yes. and Pat. But I used to draw the erotic art. Yeah. 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 Remember this? Every day in school, he would draw <laughs> stick figures having graphic sex <laughs> and then pass them around the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> How disturbing was the erotic art? Often quite, yeah. <laughs> It was really something else. <laughs> twisted. Twisted psyche shit. Just trying to learn some math. You just see bondage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But Pretty yeah, that's uh, that's the episode, guys. That's it. That's good. Great. All right. Th- Pat, thank I, you so much. This was very fun. Yeah. I hope you come back one day. We'll, f- we'll find yeah, something with MP5. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'll, I'll be back, but only if you watch six days again <laughs> and discuss it one more time. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Well, uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we uh, Ooh, go? Tell them to go buy your album. Yeah, go on your choice of service, whatever it is. Look up Theater, Theater of the Absurd, The Myth of Sisyphus, and buy that album. You'll be the first person in many, many years to buy it if you do so. <laughs> I got a signed copy. Uh, you do, yeah. It's a, it's a phenomenal album for those who like progressive rock and metal music. No. Uh, the EP. I'm so. on the EP. You can get the EP as well. Uh, the vinyl King of the of first Twilight. album is still out there somewhere. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want any of you. Somebody's got copies of that to sell. I think it's you. <laughs> many, many hundreds of that. <laughs> that does not get sold. We did a vinyl. We released a vinyl in 2006. Yes. Uh, Jesus which is, Christ. Yeah. If you want to define hipsterism at its purest form is when that someone does something cool before it's cool. That was actually something cool before it was cool. Right. Because the, right. the vinyl revolution. Also, way after it was cool. Way after it was cool. <laughs> and way before it became cool again. They jumped on the trend before it was a trend yeah. again. Because yeah. now most of the music that is actually sold is vinyl now. Yeah. yeah. There's more CDs are dead. Yep. Cassettes yeah. are coming back slightly. If there was a hype train, you guys were walking on the tracks. Yeah. yeah we just weren't on the train. <laughs> we were not. Yeah, we were on the tracks, and the train was right behind us. <laughs> and we were about to financially and physically get obliterated. <laughs> um, hell, I even think the fact that we were doing the, the, the prog music itself kind of made somewhat of a – the type of prog also kind of made a bit of a mainstream – Come yeah, back like sure. yeah. not long after not that. long after yeah. that either. So we were the predecessors to all things great. Um, I'm a genius. He's so modest. <laughs> I'm a creative genius. I'm a musical genius, as you could hear. From I the, am Warhol, the P man. <laughs> I have hair. I'm not bald. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that beautiful most impor- red. Most importantly, I'm not a bald fuck. I'm gonna plug my hair. I'm gonna plug my bands. I'm gonna go plug some asses tonight. That's my plan. I fucked up your back. That's how I fucked. That's how I. <laughs> it all goes full circle. Yeah. To the so I fucked up my back. But I my back the, the EP, I actually do gang vocals on it. 
You are in, yes, you are. On, I'm on the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> you are on the vinyl doing gang vocals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You are on the EP doing gang vocals. Yeah, which song am I on? You are on. Is it the King Show so cover? So that actually didn't get released on the EP. So you did vocals. On the thing on that a, never got released. Uh. Unreleased track. Unreleased cover of an obscure Japanese band. Really? <laughs> I thought, dude, I could have sworn I listened to that on like Spotify the other day. No. Maybe one day. Maybe if there's enough demand from your fan base, maybe we'll release the album to all 25 people who watch your show. <laughs> 25, you're so generous. You gave us like three times the amount of listeners. <laughs> one one is final thing before uh, before we start closing this up here. Would you ever think about releasing a P-Man style album? Just a whole like 40 minutes of P-Man style Not just songs? like, yeah, of style songs like that. Maybe even like concept. <laughs> I would do one singular 40-minute long track, existential type of crisis <laughs> determination mm -hmm, right. shit, and it would be just the P-Man. Okay. Yeah, you know what? That may get me back into music. Yeah. I haven't written music or even played drums in many years. That may be the thing that sucks. the thing. The <laughs> desire to do this project. We're going to get emails from people be like, he better do this. <laughs> <laughs> we want it. We want more P-Man. You know what? Yes, I... I'm very Fuck happy. Yeah. I, I want to put myself into more financial distress over albums that no one's going to listen to. <laughs> Something I've been desperate to do for many years now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Thank you guys. for listening, Thanks, for watching. Brian. Yep. All right. Do ready? This is this is everyone's favorite part of the show, the Brian rap. This is where everyone shuts off. Yeah. Yep. Please like and subscribe, guys. Click the bell to get notified. It's very important because we get buried by the algorithm yeah. and this will disappear Ring if you do not click the bell. Um, like and subscribe everywhere. Follow the show on all social media. Our View History Pod on Twitter. Reviewing History Pod everywhere else. Send an email into the show, reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of Patrick the P-Man Curly. Let us know if you want him back. Let us know your thoughts on anything or ask us a question. Go to reviewinghistorypod.com. Please buy some merch. Help support the show. You can also support the show by going to Apple Podcasts, giving a five-star review, rating the show, all that good stuff. Follow me personally on all social media, at Brian Rupert. That's with two Ps. Instagram, Letterboxd, Facebook, Twitter, Letterboxd. I rank review every single movie I watch. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Anybody who sends a screenshot of a Theater of the Absurd song being streamed, I will send a pack of Skittles to on my own dime. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Have you had it off like that Skittles. before? I'll send you a pack of fucking Skittles. Can you take us out with an uh, I am the P-Man? Or is that just... You're going to hear my... I'm going to be the last voice you're going to hear in this episode because I always am. Never forget that. 